our brains will create an environment in our body that matches the environment of our thoughts. This is that saying, as within, so without. And it is so true. Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast, where we discuss all things thought work and manifestation, but we use neuroscience and the study of the brain to do so. I'm your host, Tessa Spizak. I'm a board-certified practitioner, master life and health coach, and seasoned executive speaker. If you're ready to create your highest value lifestyle and turn your dream life into a reality, you're in the right place. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello, hello, my loves, and happy 2023. Welcome into the very first podcast episode of the new year. I want to thank you so, so much for spending your time with me here and starting your year with me here on the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast. I honestly can't be more grateful for the community that we've built over the last year together and shout out to everyone who's been here from day one. For this first topic, I have to admit, I had the hardest time picking out exactly what I wanted to talk about and what I wanted to explore with our community to make sure that we start this year really fresh and vigorated, feeling like we're starting on the right foot. And I went back and forth for a while, but I believe that I came up with the perfect discussion to get us started. So if you've decided that this will absolutely be your year or you're ready to feel confident in that statement, then this is the perfect episode for you. And I want to start us off in this next chapter with a really positive message about being in alignment with what it is that you want, and of course, using the power of your own brain to your advantage as you get there. And I know my niche here is a little bit specific. We do meet and have our discussions really at the crux of neuroscience and the woo-woo spiritual manifesty things. And this episode we'll be delving a bit into what is considered the woo-woo side of the spectrum, but I will definitely be tying in a lot of neuroscience and discussion of the brain and neuroplasticity and how this actually happens. And of course, in a way that is clear and really makes sense to all of us, no matter what. So for my folks who listen who may not tread the middle line directly between the two like I do, I promise this will be a really informative and good session for everyone, Whether you spend your time with me here on this podcast for our brain talks or our manifestation chats, I'll be tying them together and explaining how these are really the same thing for the most part, just in different languages. But as I do, I'm going to be going all the way down into the most foundational pieces of what I believe and train on in terms of neural manifestation. And I'll break down four easy digestible parts for you on how you can create your own personal alignment with the things that you desire. But first, let's get into some definitions so that we know that we're all on the same page and I'll explain where I see this overlap. First, we know what manifestation is. It means to create, to bring about outcomes, or really just to turn something that was just an idea into a fully expressed reality. And to do so, you need a few things. You can't just want something really bad or think about it all the time, you know, just put it on your vision board and expect it to appear to you out of nowhere without any action from you. 
But that recognition and that clear desire really, really is the first step. And let's think about what that means, that desire to have something. When you are in desire of something, it just means that in the situations of your life up until this moment, you have not been aligned with this thing. Because if you were aligned with it, then you wouldn't have a want for it or a desire for it because you'd already have it. So what do we need to do to get it other than just wanting it really hard? Well, first, you probably already know what I'm going to say is you have to get super, super clear on exactly what it is that you want, what that would look like for you. And now let's talk a little bit about the brain and why. This is because the reason that you need to get super, super clear on this is because your prefrontal cortex, part of your brain, is always scanning your environment and is able to pick up on the gap between what it is that we have and what it is that we want. And then we have the amygdala, which is a small almond-shaped part of the brain. It's located in the temporal lobe, which is like the lower mid part of the brain. And it's responsible for recognizing and interpreting our emotions. It also assigns our emotions to significant stimuli, and it processes our emotional memories. So the certain thing that makes you sad, happy, feel good, anxious, what have you, that's a part of the brain that's doing that. That being said, it's also responsible for recognizing our desires, and that is what causes us to make decisions based on those desires. And it's because it recognizes patterns of neural activity, so the communications of your brain, that's associated with reward and pleasure. But also, at the same time, it's recognizing patterns of frustration or stress about not having the thing. Then it uses this information to guide you in decision-making. So this combination of positive and negative emotions and this coming to us at the same time is really what motivates us to take action to acquire that thing that we want. We refer to this a lot as inspired action or flow state because it really just feels like you know exactly what to do next. So for example, if you're in a situation that has previously been associated with reward, the amygdala part of your brain will recognize this pattern of neural activity and guide your decision-making process to seek out that reward. So simply put, the more you do things that your brain likes, that it feels like a reward, the more it wants to do this. So the more clear we get on the thing that we want, the more we can visualize actually experiencing it. And that's the next step. This part is something that you hear all the time, but please don't take it as just, oh yeah, that's what everyone says. This is crucial. And of course, I'll explain why, but you have to get incredibly comfortable with that visualization. Being able to play out what it would look like for you to have the thing that you want, almost like a movie in your brain, that you can see this anytime you want to, daydream about it, anytime you close your eyes, it's easy and comfortable. You want to be able to see this and almost feel that anytime you want to. And this is a step that you literally cannot skip or the rest really just isn't going to work correctly. And that's because when you visualize what you want, your brain actually starts to create new neural pathways about that desire. And remember what I always tell you, your brain has a really, really hard time, and in some instances it can't, tell the difference between what you're experiencing and what you're thinking about. 
Think about this. I mean, you can easily create a visceral response in your body just from thinking about something. If you have a really happy or blissful memory, maybe from childhood or thinking about your best friend or your wedding or something really important to you, you'll find yourself getting the butterflies in your stomach or a smile on your face, maybe that little rush of adrenaline that you got when you had that actual experience. Or on the flip side of things, if you think of a really painful memory like a funeral of someone you loved or a really hard breakup or that bad time when you got fired, fill in the blank, if you think about this too hard, you're going to end up with knots in your stomach, maybe tears welling up in your eyes, your hands get clammy, all of that. Our brains will create an environment in our body that matches the environment of our thoughts. This is that saying, as within, so without. And it is so true. By visualizing the things we're creating and registering in that image in our minds, it really starts to send signals to the brain that we are experiencing it. Then the brain recommunicates those signals to the rest of the body. And when this happens, it's either strengthening existing neural pathways, so doing things like we've always done them, or creating new ones. And just as a reminder here, especially if you are newer to this podcast, a neural pathway is basically like a formed communication line in the brain. We create neural pathways through experience and through learning. It's really how we're able to think and remember things, do complex or hard things, and everything in between. And changing your neural pathways is literally a process of rewiring the brain to create an entire new neural network. And this is the key to learning or adapting behavior, but it's also the reason that people say change is really hard. But by changing the pathways in your brain, you really can create new habits, new behaviors, and even change the way you think. I like to think of them almost like actual pathways that the more you use them, the easier they are to use and the easier they are to see. So for instance, say you had a trail that you really, really loved and you walked to this trail through the grass every day. You know, maybe you went to the woods every day on this one path your whole life. Then you knew it really well. You could probably do it with your eyes closed or that feeling of autopilot. However, if you were trying to create a new trail, it would be a completely different experience. You would have to figure out how to do it. There'd probably be some weeds and brush through to walk through. And you'd have to walk it so many times before it was cleared, you know, kind of trampled down and as visual as that old path. But the more you use the new one and the less you use this old path, the more the old path gets overgrown. And before you know it, the longer you continue to do this, now the new path is just as easy as the original. You can do it on autopilot. You can do it really easily and... The original one is now the one that would take work. I did a podcast on this about getting familiar with the things you want and losing familiarity with the things that you no longer want or no longer serve you. And it's that same idea of we're changing the natural communication line to something else within our brain. So the more you visualize having and experiencing the thing that you want, it's like walking down the new path again. And the less you tend to go down the old path because it's not as strong. And when you've completely changed your behavior or your habit and somewhat forgotten about the old, 
that's when an entire new neural pathway within your brain has been formed. So that's really cool. And it's really good to know about. I think it can be really motivating as a reason to not fall into old behaviors and not do non-goal oriented activity. Because if you're thinking about it in these terms, it's almost saying, okay, I if I go ahead and do this, I'm going to reinforce more of what I don't want. And if I push through and I use that drive and I really have that sense of self-responsibility and accountability, and I do the thing that I said I was going to do, it's going to make it easier next time. So that's my second bit. We have to get clear on the visualization and comfortable with that visualization. Third, now we are going to start living it out. This is very in line with the old saying that says, dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. And I think that's the perfect example here in terms of manifesting. So let's dissect that. It's like becoming a match for the thing that you want or the thing that you want to do. So say it is a new job or a new opportunity, like in this saying, you need to create alignment with yourself and that opportunity. So for the sake of simplicity and just that saying itself, let's say your dream job, your dream opportunity was being a stylist. You're clear on that, you know that, you see yourself as a stylist, and you know it is your true desire. Well, if this is the case, you probably shouldn't be going out in your schleppy PJ jammy style clothing, right? You would want to dress how you would if you were a stylist. You'd want to show that off, show off your craft. You would want to give yourself access to any opportunity that stylist you would have. When you visualize yourself as a stylist, what is stylist you wearing? Where are they going? How are they living? You need to start doing those things. Or if you wanted to manifest a partner or falling in love, you need to be the person that your ideal partner actually wants. If you visualize you and your partner going to nice restaurants or being active and going kayaking or going to the dog park, you aren't going to find these people. You are not going to align with them unless you're doing that thing. How will you bring about a partner who takes you to nice restaurants if you don't live like someone who likes to go? How can you be someone who is going to meet and attract a really active outdoorsy person if you're never outdoors doing those things and living out that life? You will not align with them until you become that person. It really could be anything. If you want to be the most fit version of yourself, but you don't wear the workout clothes that make you feel good and make you feel like you want to move, or you don't go use the equipment at the gym that you see the fittest version of you using, or you don't invest some time into getting some healthy food options, if you don't live like the healthiest you, you won't be your healthiest you, no matter how much you want it or think about it. You have to start creating that alignment between you and the thing that you desire. So take that inspired action. Taking inspired action is key to manifesting what you want. And again, it's not enough to just think about it. You have to take the action in order to physically bring it into reality. And this is the most important bit. You have to have faith in you. You have to believe in you. If you don't, no one else can or will. And it makes me think back to my baby networking days when I was fresh and young and out of school and going to events that a lot of times I was 
either the only woman or one of very few, and everyone was just about twice my age, and my suit was about a fourth of the cost of theirs. I'm this peppy little blonde, and if I didn't know damn well that what I had to say mattered, and I deserved to be there just as much as everyone else, they wouldn't think so either. Even if I did all the steps up to this point, I recognized my desire, I visualized my success, and I even did the action, move forward with that inspired action, I can't just show up and expect it to happen for me without belief. I had to believe in myself. If I didn't, just think about how it would look if I leaned into intimidation rather than excitement. I would walk in the door and you would see timid body language. I wouldn't look approachable. I wouldn't feel confident starting conversations. And I wouldn't have any of what they call that energy or aura or vibe of someone that people just want to talk to. But instead, since I cultivated such a strong belief in myself, other people were attracted to that. They wanted to hear what I had to say because I believed that I had something to say. And my body language and everything else gave off that message for me. All of these things created more alignment between myself and the thing that I want. But most importantly, when you really believe in yourself and you really trust in yourself, You start to trust yourself to be open to receiving and you allow what might be one of the most difficult or confusing parts here is releasing your attachment to the outcome. And the key for this is stepping into gratitude and a whole, whole lot of gratitude. Gratitude for the desire and the ability to recognize what you want. Being grateful for your ability to go after what you want. Grateful for everything you have now, regardless of the other thing that maybe you don't have yet. Grateful for the boundless opportunity that you can create this life. And grateful that you don't know 100% of the answer or the outcome, but that you can have the sense of gratitude in advance for whatever is coming your way. We can never get so attached to the outcome that we lose sight of the journey. Because the journey is real life, and that's where all of this magic happens. So if you want to enjoy the outcome, you have to get excited about getting there too. But all right, my loves, that's where I'll leave us today. I want to thank you so much for joining in on this conversation with me. And each week, every Monday, we're going to be posting a new episode going a little bit deeper into the conversation of what you can do to train your brain on purpose to really allow for the lifestyle that you want to live. Until next time, my loves, in the meantime, here's to your health and your happiness. Mm